Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 39. Today, I'll be interviewing Ashley Wheelock and Arwen Evans, authors of We Toot. Ashley Wheelock is a writer and lawyer on the central coast of California. She loves books, especially children's books, and began her book career as a then youngest editor-in-chief of her elementary school's press. She dreams of marshmallows and witches. Arwen Evans is a PR executive. Her mission is to raise strong girls, which is important as she has three of them. She spends her commute embroidering elaborate gifts while dreaming up her next story. We Toot is both Ashley and Arwen's debut picture book. They are both members of the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. So thank you so much for both being here. This is great. Thank you for having us, Becca. Yeah, I'm really excited. I love your book. It's adorable. It's just, and I'm excited for you to talk about it today. So I think the first question I have for, for, for you is how did you begin collaborating on the book We Two Together? Uh, this is Ashley. So one thing that you don't know about us yet is that we're actually sisters. So we're lifelong collaborators. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's our, it's our, it's our secret. No. Um, so we've actually been coming up with crazy stories and ideas since we were little kids. Um, we used to create whole worlds for play. Um, our, our favorite game was called raccoon land and it had many different elements. And, um, and so we've been, we've been dreaming up ideas for our whole lives together. And as we've gotten older, we, have stayed in good touch, even though we live on different coasts. We, between us, have five girls. So we're always talking about children's books and what's happening and which books are good for the kids. And um, obviously we like reading and I like writing. And so that's kind of how we two started to be born. Mm -hmm. That, yeah, that must've been so special to, you know, due to sisters. I think that's, it's wonderful. So how did the idea of We Too, because maybe you could just talk a couple minutes about the book, about the picture book for people who don't know about the book. Yeah. So We Too, and this is Arwen Evans, Ashley's sister and co-author. So We Too is, we like to sum it up by saying it's a feminist fable about farting. And it really came from this idea that you know, society has so many expectations on women and women's bodies. Um, and it starts when, when women are little girls. And we both, Ashley and I, have only girls. And we started to see, you know, how um, family, friends, they, you know, girls are just treated a little bit differently than boys from early, very early ages. Um, and so this is a, one of our ways to help our girls, help other girls, start to push back against some of the societal expectations that that are on them from the very start. And the, the, the actual idea came about. Um, so Ashley and I are sisters. We also have a brother named Noah. And uh, last Christmas, a year ago, we were all hanging out together um, and our brother farted. And we, we were laughing that, you know, here we are, we're grown 
we're, we're like 40 year old siblings at this point. And, you know, he can fart in the room, but, you know, God forbid one of us girls did it. So we, we kind of made a joke about it at the time and, and, you know, stored it in the back of our minds. And then when we were a couple months later thinking about how we might start collaborating together on a children's book, you know, it, it occurred to us that maybe we could actually take this idea um, and turn it into something fun that would resonate with kids. And so what was the process like with regards to, you know, putting it together and finding the illustrator for the book? Sure. So Arwen, I would say Arwen had the idea to turn it into a book. And from there we were like, yes, let's go break the gas ceiling. You know, if boys are allowed to find it funny, why not girls? It just, it's one of those things. It's, it's placing shame where there doesn't need to be shame on girls. And so the, the process was Arwen kind of came up with the idea that this should be a book. And I started writing drafts because I've been writing for a long time. And Arwen was like, not funny, not funny. She's like, this book has to be funny. So Arwen kind of wrote um, our first line. And from there, we spun off on and just kind of, you know, I would write drafts and then Arwen would edit and we'd go back and forth, you know, a bunch of times. And finally, when yeah. we had a draft that we liked, we literally combed through the SCBWI Society of Children Book Writers and Illustrators website and looked at all the illustrators. I mean, there's like 1,700 on there <laughs> and made a top 10 list. And Sandy Sonke was at our top, but, you know, she's a she's got six children's books out or something like that already. And so we didn't know if we could get her, but we wrote to her. We told her kind of what our book was about, and she just thought that was great. <laughs> I love it. I love the illustrations. Like, I, I think it's just, it fits the story so well. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why we decided to to, to go down a self-publishing route was that we we really wanted to make sure that the girls were drawn in a way that, you know, look, so they would look like our daughters, our daughter's friends, like real, real little girls instead of these stereotypical, um, you know, stick figure kids. We we wanted, you know, their quirky different personalities to come through. We wanted to show diversity. We we wanted to show, you know, diversity of personality um, and, and all the funny, cute, real quirky things that make, you know, make these kids drawn, make them look like, you know, the real girls that we see every day. Um, and so, so we loved that. We loved that we could work with Sandy and co-collaborate on how these kids could come to life. The kids all have sort of their own background personalities. We, before we had kind of a list for Sandy and we said, look, one of the girls has to have a major scar somewhere visible on her body. So our, our main character, we call her Kit, um, who's front and center on the cover, one of our main characters, one of our three main characters, she has a major heart scar from heart surgery right down her, her chest. Um, you know, we, we both, Arwen and I have a good friend who had heart surgery as a baby, and she has a very visible scar. And, you know, when you're younger, that might be a source of shame, and we want it to be a source of power, you know? She's, she's, a, she's a survivor, somebody who, who is strong enough to get through something like that. And another one of our main characters on the cover, Prita, um, the very tall girl, she has a very visible mole on her face. Well, kids aren't born perfect. They have moles. They have birth scars. They have things about them that they could feel badly about, but we want them to be empowered by that. We want them to feel like, this is me. I'm who I am, and I should appreciate that. And we really want them to love themselves. So we wanted the girls to show that. You know, We didn't want their bodies all to be the same. 
We didn't want all their bodies to be perfect. We wanted them to be different sizes and shapes and heights and weights. And, and that's not always the case in children's books. No, I, I love that. I love the diversity in the book. And I think, you know, it's so important to have characters in a book that the kids can relate to that don't all, you're saying like have a stick figure or look a certain way, like having that diversity is really nice. And I have to say, like, that's one of the things I love about talking to the authors is because I never would have noticed a scar on the character <laughs> without you saying that, you know? Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask was, you know, what do you think, what would you like children to learn from the book? Ooh, it's a good question. Um, you know, we, we just want little girls and, and little boys to, you know, be happy with who they are and bring that forth into the world and not feel like they have to look a certain way or behave a certain way. Um, and, you know, one of the great things about being a kid is that you're, you are to some degree sheltered from some of those societal expectations. And, um, but, but it encroaches upon their lives at a very early age. And, you know, we're worried about our kids growing up in the age of Instagram where everyone, you know, has the, the way you look and the way you present yourself to the world is more important than maybe what's on the inside. And, and we want to say from the very beginning that that's not how, how we um, place value on our, our kids or on kids in general. You know, it's, it's really like, what do you bring to, to the world? Are you a nice person? Are you a good friend? Are you a great sister? Those are the things that matter and not how you look on the outside. And, and certainly not, um, it's certainly not important if you accidentally let out a toot here and then, you know, that's natural. We are all in human bodies. We all, um, have these bodily functions and you know what, that's normal. And, you know, kids don't need to tease each other for these things that are very, very normal. Or die of embarrassment. And feel like they're dying on the inside yeah. <laughs> over something minor. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. I, ju I also just think like one of the things, one of the thoughts was like, just like being brave. Cause I think mm -hmm. that the main character, when she did, you know, say that she did fart, like it was, it was a way for her to kind of put herself out there. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Even though it may have been embarrassing for her, but she put herself out there. So I think that's just another thing to take from the book is that you could kind of just own it. You know, yep. and I think that she owned it. And when you own something, whether it's farting or it's whether it's something else, I think it just, it, it shows that you're not embarrassed, you know, yep. and um, it helps, I think the other kids, I mean, it helps the other kids in the book kind of accept it, but I think it could relate to a lot of other things. Totally. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, we were hoping there'd say, be, oh yeah, go ahead. Ar. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you know, I like the idea of that, that you feel like she's brave. She is brave. And, you know, by kind of, owning it, she takes the powers. The kids were trying to make her feel bad, you know, make, make each other feel bad about the situation. And, um, and she is able to kind of wrestle back the control of the situation and own it and, and diffuse the situation. And then, you know, the other thing that we love about it, she acts brave. And then her friends also circle around her and act brave too, because they all, own it too. And so there's this great moment of friendship and um, girl power that happens um, that, that we think is really beautiful and, and, you know, is true to our experience, but it's not, it's not what happens all the time. It can still be the rarity and we really want to see and encourage our kids to act that way. Right. And I was going to pile onto that and basically say, we wanted also to send a somewhat anti-bullying message that, you know, when you tease, 
it might not feel like a big deal to you, but it might feel like a big deal to the person who's being teased. And so it's very easy to maybe stand up or diffuse the situation. It and and then, you know, very quickly these girls work it out and and find that they're all in the same boat. But, you know, somebody who was teasing may have been doing that from a place of embarrassment and and owning it did did diffuse that in this situation. Yeah. And I just think also as a parent, like reading the book, I mean, one of the things that I might ask my kids is like, you know, how do you think your friends would react if you kind of stood up and you owned it? You know, because I, you know, one of the things that I, just as a parent is about, you know, who your friends are and choosing your friends and, you know, just kind of acceptance also. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things I wanted to ask, which I thought was really interesting in your book is how, how you mix up the dialogue and the text. And I really like how you, how you did that because I just, it's, it's just, I, I think it just adds um, another unique uniqueness to your book. So how did you decide on that? I'll take that one. And this is Ashley. I, I think it was just very fluid because we had never intended to write this book in rhyme, actually. And the first several versions of this book were non-rhyme. And um, I wouldn't have said that either one of us were rhyming picture book writers. It's not that I don't enjoy a good rhyming picture book, but there's something about getting the meter right that's particularly tricky. And so that everybody basically, I don't know if if your listeners probably know this, but like a rhyming picture book, pretty much anyone who picks it up should read it almost the exact same way because there's a natural rhythm that's buried in the text. So the ending rhyme words don't matter as much as the rhythm that it forces the reader to create when they're reading it. So I love it when I see a video of somebody reading this book and they read it just like I read it. And in fact, that's one of the things with the rhyming picture book is that you have lots and lots of people read it. In fact, it's best to have the worst reader you know read it out loud so you can see where the errors are because the words they trip over are what's wrong. So the, the, the way that we integrated the speaking in kind of was just a natural function of the fact that it was rhyming and it had to, had to flow and work with the rhyme. And, and so then all of a sudden you've sort of limited yourself <laughs> and you've kind of cut yourself off from doing other, other things with the, the text because you want to make sure you keep this rhythm up. And if you break the rhythm, you have to have a really good reason for breaking the rhythm. I can think of a great example, like in Frozen, the first Frozen movie, when um, uh, Olaf is singing and he says something like, summer's a great time or winter's a great time to curl up and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a pause. And it would be puddle would be the rhyme. But instead he says, happy snowman. So they break the rhyme because they want your mind to go to puddle, but, but to show that he doesn't know anything about summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so there's like little tricky things you can do with rhyme like that. Um, so anyway, we just, because we were, once we started writing this in rhyme, we now were sort of hemmed in, but we didn't want to get away from the girls talking because we did want their personalities to come out. We wanted, for instance, Prita, the girl who accuses the other girl of tooting to, to, be funny in the end to show her funny personality. So we wanted her to make a joke about me tooting. And, um, and so we kind of had to just like work that in. So we wanted her to be able to talk. We wanted the girls to have voices. Mm-hmm. We want them to be heard and not just be a narrator. Um, and in fact, there is kind of a buried narrator because Vanessa, the girl who's accused of tooting is sort of our, our buried narrator. She's the one who's, who's talking about my friend having a party and kind of recounting the story. Um, so that's how we came up with that. <laughs> it, but, yeah, one of the things, too, that I just happened to see last night was that you also have a song. 
Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> so how did that? So how did that come about? Because I, I I wanted to ask you about that as well. Ash, I'll let you handle that one too. Okay, I'll handle that one too. Okay. I don't know if you know the book You Need the Unicorn, but it has this amazing song. <laughs> if you haven't looked up the You Need the Unicorn song, um, it's great. It was written by and and sung in part by a gal named Tara Trudell and another guy. I think his name is Matt. But once I saw that, and Tara is a member of 12 by 12 Picture Book, and I saw her talking on there, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to reach out to this gal about making us a song. <laughs> and, and she was in. So, Great. so she made us the song too. And, um, and that's how we got a song. And you can look it up on YouTube. Just look up We Too theme song and you'll find it. And there's a little video trailer. And it's also on Spotify. But Tara and did all is- of that for us. It is so awesome. Like it, it, it turned out so much better than I think Ashley and I could have ever imagined. And one of the most amazing aspects of doing We Too and collaborating with, with Ashley is that we've also been able to collaborate with um, many other really amazing women. And so, you know, Sandy took the illustrations to a level that we never could have imagined and added such beautiful, loving details. And then Tara, you know, we, we gave her the, the, um, you know, the, the text of the book and she created a beautiful, hilarious, fun, ruckus song from, from um, the text of the book. And and created this whole like stru- song structure um, where it advances each chorus um, or, and, and, and like we could never have done that. And so it was really fun to collaborate with these really ingenious women who are so good at what they do and, and to be a part of that and to instigate it all. And you see, it's so interesting because one little spark of creativity, our decide, decision to do this book and then us working on it together leads to all this other creativity that we couldn't have even imagined. That's one of the most amazing things about putting your work out in the world is that I can't, I can't tell you how somebody else is going to take it. You know, that's, that's the vulnerable part about being an artist. But when you get to collaborate with other artists and see how they build on your work and how they get excited and amped, you know, we hope that we inspire lots of little girls to love themselves. But there's, there's also something that we get out of it and just, you know, getting to rock our creative juices and and see other people get jazz off our work it feels amazing well yeah it's it's so fun i mean it, it's wonderful you know cuz you know i've written children's books and it's just it it's so creative and it's so fun and it's so exciting and um i love the fact that you have this song do you also play when you do readings you must play the song as well well i just read to about 200 students the other day and I played the song at the beginning of each one as a way to sort of get the wiggles out and then you know when you ask the kids after they dance to this song at the beginning and they think it's hilarious and then you ask them what the book is going to be about and they're like it's about farting (laughs) I love that though I I love that because I think that's you know, one of the things when you're reading a book is like kids come in, they just sit down. Um, but to the, as a way to kind of get the wiggles out, I think that's a great <laughs> way to start up for reading. I love that. I think it's such a great idea. So do you guys have any like future collaboration ideas together on more books? Aaron, you want to take that one? 
yeah. I mean, so we're, we're kind of headed in a, a couple of different directions. One is that we we really love the girls and the characters we created for We Too to end this whole kind of idea of body positivity. We would love to have another book in the We Too series. Um, we just think we're not done storytelling in that area yet. Um, we may be trying to get that um, out of the door, you know, sometime in this calendar year as well. So we keep our momentum up. But we've also, we've also, um, you know, kicked around some other ideas that are kind of um, progressive or feminist kind of angles. Um, we worked on a, a, a book about um, kids in a push bike you know, balance bike, um, gang and neighborhood gang. And, uh, we really love the way that it turned out. Um, Ashley wrote just beautifully dark, moody, interesting text, um, really propulsive. And, and I'd love to see that go somewhere too, but, uh, we've had so much fun doing this and kind of having an opportunity to work together again after, you know, many years of, of, you know, just being immersed in our own careers and our day-to-day lives. It's been fun to kind of bring back some of that spark of our childhood collaboration and get to do this together. Well, it is. I I think that's one of the things that I just love about it, that you kind of get to be a kid again, you know, just kind of engaging, you know, writing the books. And then also, I just think bringing it to the world, you know, doing, doing the readings and seeing other people enjoy it must, it's, it's very rewarding. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so Ashley, I just wanted to also ask you about your journal that you published. Well, I noticed that there's a big, a big push towards journaling for gratitude. And I thought, gosh, why shouldn't you be journaling for body positivity too? You know, not only appreciating everything outside of yourself, but also just appreciating yourself. So I just decided since we've created House of Tomorrow that we, we should also have a House of Tomorrow body body positivity journal. And, and so, um, it's, it's, it's repeating you, there are seven, basically seven days a week worth of activities that repeats for 12 weeks so that it kind of gets ingrained every day has an affirmation for yourself. And you, you journal a little bit about your body. And then also it has some gratitude mixed in for, for appreciating others beyond yourself. Um, it's, it's been a cool little project. It's definitely not been as big of a success as we too, but I have heard some lovely things back from parents. Um, one that I can think of as a fifth grader. I thought it would be more like the third and fourth grade market, but a fifth grade mom wrote me the other day to tell me that her daughter does it every single day and that it's been made such a difference. Um, and that feels really great too. Well, that's, um, you know what? I yeah, mean, that's all I really want is to, to try to help kids love themselves more, you know? That's what Arwen and I want. We want we want to grow. We want our kids, and we want other kids to grow up feeling strong and empowered, and ready to jump out there and be amazing, valuable citizens within the world, and feel good about themselves. And if somebody feels downtrodden and sad and shamed, they're not going to be able to do that. And and we don't, you know, we don't want people to take that burden on. So we really want kids to feel liberated and empowered. Well, I'm sure you're going to do that, and especially with your, you know, with your five girls. I'm sure that they love, <laughs> you know, all the work that you both are doing together. And it's such a great model to see sisters working together like that and having fun. I think that's another great model for kids is to see that, you know, as you get into, you know, being an adult that you could still have fun. You know, you could do yep. these fun projects yep. and, um, 
And, you know, one of the things I talk about with my kids is like, well, what is success? I think success is, you know, to me is having fun collaborating in a project together, seeing other people enjoy it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you just, you know, you have, you, you both have a great book out there and I'm excited to see more of your books. Well, thank you. And yeah. I mean, success involves a lot of, of failure and learning. I mean, sometimes it doesn't mean that everything goes quite as planned, but, exactly. you, you know, even if our book wasn't a our book has sold pretty well, actually. But um, even if it didn't, we learned so much in the process, you know, that that alone is a measure of success. Just putting yeah. yourself out there as being successful, even if it doesn't work out the way you think. And uh, and we have thought about writing a book about that for children, too. <laughs> well, no, that's true. No, it's it's true because, you know, just, you know, self-published, I've self-published books and it's, it is. It is one of the things I explained to, to my kids as well is that there it does involve some, you know, ups and downs, that it's mm-hmm. a huge learning process, um, not just writing the book, but then also just the whole process after the book is released. Oh, yeah. um, it's a beautiful book. It's beautifully illustrated. It's funny. It's it's silly. But I think it has a really important message. You know, mm-hmm. that I think, you, and I think it could be viewed in lots of different ways. So I just think that, um, you know, I just love it. And I think it could be, you know, it's not just for young kids. I mean, my kids are um, 10, 11. They loved your book. Thank oh. you. So, you know, I, I don't think you have to be, you know, like five or six years old to enjoy the book. You know, I mean, I enjoy it as an adult. So there you go. Oh, thank you. Um, thank but, you. <laughs> anyway, well, I, I think it's great. And congratulations. And I'm really excited to see more of, you know, more of your work. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we finish up? No, I think you covered it. I mean, the, you know, the only other thing that I, I was thinking of earlier was that, you know, through this process, we really learned a lot about ourselves as well. And this was... You know, Ashley and I both um, are always doing creative things, um, but, you know, we hadn't tried to launch something into the world on this scale before. And and that was really, really fun and interesting and, and scary. And I feel like we also had to be brave to be willing to risk a flop or a failure. Um, and we also had to be brave and kind of live by the virtue of the book. We had to, we, we literally put out a book that that's called we toot. We had to tell the world that we also toot and, <laughs> and, you know, go to our professional networks, go to, um, you know, our friends and family and, and make this big proclamation. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't have done it if we didn't think it was worth putting this message out into the world. Um, and, and really it's just been so enlightening and interesting, um, for us to kind of go through this journey and, and see where we are, you know, a year later, um, after kind of having this idea and, and then, you know, one year into it, kind of where we are today, how much broader our world is because we were able to make time to do this and, and work on this together. That's great. And also, you know what I was going to say, like I wrote my first children's book 10 years ago and I'm still doing readings for it. So I think even from 10 years from now, you know, it's timeless, right? Like people don't Mm -hmm. stop farting. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? Let's turn into like robots or something. Um, So I I think it's also timeless. Like, you know, even a year or 10 years or 15 years from now, I mean, you know, your daughters could look at it and, you know, it's, they could do read, you know, I I just Mm -hmm. think it's so cool to kind of, you know, to have a book, um, like your book out there. So thank you so much. Thank thank you you. so much. 
thank you for having us on your show. We really appreciate it. Uh, th- thank you for being here. Thank you for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language During Mealtime. Time.